You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everybody, it's Erin Carey. Welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. And I can't wait to introduce you guys to Dr. Nayan Patel. He is an internationally recognized expert, consultant, and lecturer on glutathione. And he has been respected pharmacist for 25 years. Dr. Patel received his PharmD degree from the USC School of Pharmacy, where he now serves as an adjunct faculty member. He has traveled the world educating practitioners and pharmacists on advanced biochemistry and anti-aging science. He lives with his family in Southern California. So welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. We have never done an entire podcast episode on the topic of glutathione, but it is important. So I'd love for you to get started just explaining what is glutathione? Yes, and it's it's hard for me to say, how can we put uh, so much emphasis on one molecule, but it is the most abundant molecule produced by human bodies. Uh, glutathione, it's, it, it is, it's uh, if you look at the biochemistry, it's a protein. It's a combination of three amino acids combined together. The body makes it a protein out of it. And that's what glutathione is. But uh, it is labeled based on what it does. It's like uh, if somebody asks you, what do you, uh, who are you? And you say, well, I'm a podcaster. Well, that, that's not one of the questions. This is what you do. And so when people ask what glutathione is, they're more most interested in what it does. And so if it, uh, if it uh, quenches all the electrons and, and reduces oxidative stress, it's an antioxidant. It helps with uh, uh, conjugation of some metabolites from your liver and helps detoxify your liver. It's a detoxifier. If it helps in the body to have some uh, chemical reactions happen at a very fast pace or efficient manner, it's an enzyme. So what it does defines what glutathione is, but in actuality, it's just a protein. Interesting. Okay. So it is something that all of us have. Is, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. So all, all of us, we produce glutathione from the day we are born. And if you don't have enough pressure of glutathione, uh, that's one of the reasons why you have small kids that are having issues with, um, uh, if they don't have enough glutathione production, they, are, they have the spectrum disorders. And, uh, and it could be any, anywhere from, uh, uh, from autism to the other to the other side. And, and so it's, it's sometimes it's just that the body is not able to clean itself because the production of glutathione has been dampened. And so we can see early on that, hey, we need this glutathione from, from the day we are born until the day we are dead. We, we need to have that. Yeah, that is so interesting. And I think it's, so there are some people that have lower amounts or maybe don't produce enough. Is that, I know, is that like a genetic SNP? Is there a SNP for that, that causes somebody to not produce as much as somebody else? And there, I'm not sure if there's a genetic SNP for that one, but I know there is an issue where the body has not, we, I'm not, not fully aware of which genetic SNP it is, but there is a, there is a condition where body does not produce enough glutathione for us or the um, substrates. 
to help produce the glutathione for us. And those patients will suffer from very early on in their life. Uh, versus the other side is as we age, of a body's production of glutathione diminishes uh, mm-hmm. because it requires three, three amino acids, two enzymes, a catalyst like selenium to help everything come together and body's temperature has to be right because we almost forget that the body temperature needs to be correct. But as we get cold, as we get older, we get colder. Um, uh, in 20s, we don't wear a jacket. If you do, it's just for fashion. And the fact right. is we wear a jacket because we need it. Uh, we are cold. Uh, so all this process, all this time, this all requires for us to produce enough levels of glutathione. And on the flip side of our exposure uh, to toxins in the world doesn't decrease. Our exposure to sun never decreases. Our exposure to pollution and toxicities in the water and the foods we eat does not decrease. Uh, yet our body's ability to produce glutathione to, to nullify all those effects decreases. So as we age, there is a net difference between how much a body needs and how much body can produce. And when the difference increases, now we have uh, what I call it, uh, our refrigerator is full of mold now at this mm-hmm. point. <laughs> and yeah, that, yeah. That's the analogy I can give you. Yeah. So since you mentioned, you know, toxins and that glutathione is the master antioxidant, um, Mm -hmm. what, what is, can you give a breakdown on on what oxidative stress is to explain that? Cause that is another word that gets thrown around when we're talking about something like glutathione. And some people are like, is it like regular stress? Is it just like emotional stress? Is it, what is oxidative stress? So, you know, we, we deal with stressors all the time. We have chemical stressors so that your body's exposed to chemicals. We have physical stressors that, let's say somebody just uh, uh, just put a hammer on your toes or your arms, and now you have a physical stressor that's coming to your body. Then there is the, uh, the body stress that comes into when you have infection because it's internal stress, and that's the, probably the, the highest amount of stress there is. But oxidative stress is different because we need oxygen to survive. So we inhale oxygen every single minute, every single second, and we expel carbon dioxide. That oxygen species gets inside your body and is, is good for you at a very low dosages. And what happens is those oxygen molecules have to be nullified or has to be quenched once the job's done. Uh, so that way we don't get an overproduction over accumulation of oxygen inside the body, oxygen is a reactive species. Mm. And what that means is that oxygen has an extra electron on their microscope. If you look at the atoms, it has an extra electrons that is actually giving energy to your body, but it can also be harmful to your body. And so that oxygen species have to be uh, neutralized. So the body produces um, glutathione to accept that electron, extra electron from the oxygen to neutralize it. Because if it does not do that part, it can cause haywalk in our body over time. And uh, you, you can all see your skin when you're exposed to sun versus you're not exposed to sun. What does the skin looks like? It's a very simple thing, right? Overexposure to sun over time can literally get your skin all wrinkled and um, uh, discolored and, it just ages really, really fast. 
compared to the rest of the body who is not exposed to the sun all the time. And so that is what you see with your eyes, but chemically or physically inside your body, every single organ is going through the same changes if they're exposed to the oxygen that has not been neutralized by our body on a, on, on a regular basis. That's so, a great, that's a great breakdown. Yeah. That, sorry, go ahead. That's helpful. So, the, so oxygen stress is, is something that is bundled together with uh, not just oxygen, because that's a, that's, that's a known reactive species that we consume every single day, but all the other portions, all the pollutions and uh, uh, chemicals that we, that we consume uh, knowingly or unknowingly uh, that have the same exact processes or same exact extra electrons on them that can damage our body from inside. The body needs to, every single minute, have to neutralize it. If it does not do that part, we are constantly aging every single second. And my job, if I could, uh, is to stop the process. I wish I could do that one day. Then I can stop my aging process. I can look (laughs) just beautiful all the time. Yeah, you bring up a good point about how glutathione impacts aging. And I'm going to leave our listeners hanging for a second on that question and take a second and thank our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. Right now, like with many things in life, hiring is challenging. It is time for a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge. That's Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. And with Indeed, they partner with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Indeed Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy through Indeed Instant Match. Over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post, according to Indeed data. Candidates you invite to apply through Indeed Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash spark. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash spark to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash spark. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Now, Dr. Patel, we are talking about glutathione and all the things that we need it for. And so I left listeners hanging, but I'd really love to know, does glutathione play a role in skin health, anti-aging, stuff like that? Um, Let me put it this way. Glutathione is produced in every single cell of your body. That means it produces in your eyes, in your lungs, in your liver, in your, in your, in your stomach, in, your, in every part of your body, skin. 
skin is, of course, what we see with the naked eyes. So we, we tend to put too much stress on the skin health. A skin is, it is the largest organ by all means. So we do want to protect our skin because that protects our whole body from inside. But whatever happens to skin is a reflection of what's going inside. So if you ask me, that does, it need, does every part of your body needs it? Absolutely does because oxygen goes every single, body, every single parts in your body. It, it reaches there. So you have to basically quench it down or to neutralize it. Uh, on a regular basis. If we can do that part, we can get the effects of the oxygen to carry the blood and, and do all the good things it does. But once the job's done, we need to get them out of there. Yeah, that's that's super helpful. So, you know, we hear a lot about antioxidants like vitamin C. How does, is I mean, I don't want to ask you, is it better than vitamin C? But um, uh-huh. I kind of like, I feel like that vitamin C is a celebrity when it comes to antioxidants, right? Glutathione, first of all, the word is weird. We don't hear it passed (laughs) around a lot, but I have seen it pop up a lot more recently with, um, COVID I've, I've seen some articles talking about, um, uh, people with severe COVID maybe having lower glutathione levels. So, I mean, I I'm seeing it pop up a little bit. So tell me, how does it compare to the other antioxidants? So, Yes, and, and you're absolutely right. When we talk about antioxidant, people always think vitamin C as first. And the reason we talk about vitamin C is because it's easy. It, is, it comes from outside sources. Your body, by the way, humans does not produce vitamin C. We don't. We don't make any vitamin C at all. So vitamin C always have to be consumed from outside sources to get inside your body. But our body produces glutathione abundantly. In fact, Glutathione is the most abundant molecule produced by humans and is next to water. Mm-hmm. We don't produce water, but it's next to water that our body has that much glutathione. So when you ask about vitamin C, my initial research was on vitamin C, tried to see if I can do the same technology to, to create vitamin C, because vitamin C is the same problem. It gets oxidized before it gets into, inside your body. So I had to get this inside your body. But here's the thing. If you ask any medical doctor, any pharmacist, they will tell you two things about vitamin C. One, at low doses, when your body takes vitamin C, it's an antioxidant. The same vitamin C at high doses becomes a pro-oxidant. Okay? Same exact vitamin C. Nothing's changed yet. I said, so to me, it says it has two different functions. In actuality, it only has one function. It doesn't have two functions. What it really does is that low doses, vitamin C gives that electron that it, that it possesses to glutathione to revive the oxidized glutathione back to life. Because keep in mind, mm. glutathione is a protein that is produced by humans. When, when humans does something internally, they don't like to lose it for no reason, especially not for electron transfers. No, that's not the point, right? If it if it binds to a heavy metal or, or organic chemicals and get rid of our body, fine, go ahead and use it up. I'll produce more. But for oxygens, no. I would like to read, the body will recycle glutathione. Dr. Patel, I've got to stop you right there because this is a great place to pause and thank our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Magnesium Breakthrough. 
As we all know, the last two years have been crazy. We have never experienced anything like it in our lifetime. We never have experienced such an effect on our mental well-being. Unfortunately, a lot of us have been beaten down by anxiety, stress, and poor sleep due to all the uncertainty in the world. And if you're a working parent like I am, you have had the extra difficulty of keeping your kids occupied 24-7 while trying to work from home, which is not an easy task. So if you feel exhausted and burned out, you are not alone. There are tens of thousands of people in a similar place right now. One question is, what can we do to enhance our mental wellness and recapture our zest for life? One critical thing that I'm advising all of my family and friends to do is take magnesium breakthrough daily. Here's why. Stress and anxiety deplete your magnesium levels. Low magnesium levels then contribute to more anxiety. It's a vicious cycle. By supplementing with Magnesium Breakthrough, you can break that cycle because you'll be getting seven unique forms of organic, full-spectrum magnesium for stress relief and better sleep all in one bottle. Taking Magnesium Breakthrough will help you to experience more energy, stronger bones, healthy blood pressure, less irritability, we all need that, I know I do, a calmer mood, reduced muscle cramping, even fewer migraines. And because it supports mental wellness, Magnesium Breakthrough can help you to finally feel yourself again. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed by the improvements in your mood and energy levels. You'll also be amazed by how much more rested you will feel when you wake up. That is one of my favorite side effects of taking magnesium is how deep my sleep is. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com spark. That's M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H.com slash spark and use spark during checkout to save 10% and get free shipping. That's magbreakthrough.com slash spark. Use the code spark for 10% off and you get free shipping. All right, Dr. Patel, we are talking about glutathione, which this is all so interesting, and you are breaking this down in such a helpful way, and you're talking about how the body can recycle glutathione. How does it do that? The way it recycles it, it accepts electrons from vitamin C, vitamin E, things like that to revive itself. So in actuality, and this is something that I've been trying to tell for the last 10 years to all the medical community, (laughs) is that... Vitamin C is only helpful until it helps revive glutathione. Once it's done reviving glutathione, all the excess vitamin C is actually become a pro-oxidant and it's actually harming your body. So I'm, as much as I'm a fan of vitamin C, I'm only a fan until a small amount. Because anything large amount of that, it is actually doing harm to a body. So Mm. if you think about antioxidant, a body produces, a body is self-sufficient to do, deal with all the problems of the world, right? As a pharmacist, I have 3,000 medications in my pharmacy that I'm surrounded by every single day. But guess what? Not even one can solve a disease. It can manage the disease, but it can't get rid of it. And yet, I'm prescribed, the doctor prescribed those medicines all day long. Our body is self-sufficient. All it needs is ammunitions to basically uh, take control of your own body. And if you give your body the glutathione, it will use that as as an ammunition to protect itself. And that's the way I feel like it is what it's doing in our body. Because if you think about glutathione, what it does, it has so many different 
different applications. We talked about skin earlier. It has, it can, uh, when you talk about COVID, um, of course, it doesn't have direct closure with the COVID, but there's a lot of research out there and there's a new research that's coming out right now out, out of um, a brain institute out of India talking about that uh, people that had COVID uh, have low to no levels of glutathione up in the brain. And oh, wow. this, is, this is what they're talking about, long COVID or the long haulers. Yeah, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I'm not sure is that the body is not producing glutathione or is it using up everything that it produces and it needs more. Mm. Either way, we don't have enough to give. Yeah. And so an uh, external source to get the glutathione inside your body is the, the best way to help body uh, help bo- give the help give the body the ammunition it needs to protect itself wow that's that is great that is great information and it's interesting the I, I love your thoughts on vitamin C because I think it's, it's true. Sometimes too much of a good thing can be too much, you know, yes. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing and we need it. Like you said, externally for sure, but it, it plays a role in, in glutathione. Glutathione is needed for that process too. So really the focus should be glutathione. I think that that is great information and yeah, the medical community does need to know about that. So, um, I love that you're getting to share this. So, you have a book, it's called the glutathione revolution and great title. And I looked through it and it has some really good information just on certain, uh, maybe some illnesses that, um, maybe lead to lower levels of glutathione. I was really surprised. There's a whole list. I think it was asthma. One of them, maybe cancer. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but one was macular degeneration that surprised me. I'd never heard that before there's a connection between macular degeneration and glutathione levels. So we talk about what is macular degeneration, right? It's like if your eyes are open and if you see the world, uh, you're going to get uh, uh, oxygen stress build up behind your eyes, cornea, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to get, you're going to get, uh, eventually you're not able to see clearly as you age because the eye eyes from behind is getting oxidized on an, on a regular basis. So the key is how do we, how can we reduce that? I mean, ideally I can make some eye drops of, of glutathione put inside your eyes, but that would require a whole different element and requires FP approval and all those things. Um, but if we can just increase our glutathione, it will, it can, it can, it can re- keep on reducing oxidative stress that your that your eyes are uh, going through on a, as soon as you open your eyes as soon as you wake up you open your eyes sunlight goes in it is damaging your eyes it's just think about it right i mean the best way to do it is what wear sunglasses especially something that can reflect all sun rays uh that would be ideal and as much as I hate to wear sunglasses all the time because I wear glasses and I have to change my glasses or prescription glasses all the time. So I hate it, but mm-hmm. it's, it's such a necessity. So physically, we can reduce that down by wearing sunglasses on a, on, on, on a daily basis. But internally, we need something like glutathione to do that part. Now, you talk about asthma, you talk about diabetes, you can t- talk about uh, cancers, you can talk about um, autoimmune conditions and autism and everything, every one of them has a couple of things in common. 
One is that your body has lost the ability to, to, to defend itself, right? Um, like if it comes to diabetes, your body's producing insulin, but it cannot find the glucose molecules. There's, there's a distinct, right? If you have all the money in the world, but nothing to buy, what's the money used for? It's, it, it's, it's useless, right? And so if you have all the insulin in the world that your body's producing, but you cannot find the glucose, all of a sudden, you have high levels of glucose, you have high levels of insulin, and the both are very, very toxic to your body and is damaging your body. Uh, so glutathione aids in uh, helping, helping that insulin find the sugars and, and basically get rid of it. And so you, you feel better and, and, and your load goes down. The body fight off all the damage it can do by it comes to asthma, same thing, comes to autoimmune conditions, similar things. We just need to empower our body to do that for us. And if the more we can do that, the, the faster we can get our body to, to respond better. So anyways. Yeah, that, that's fascinating. And there are other things that external environmental stressors that deplete glutathione as well. I'd love for you to give just kind of a, there are some things that you wrote about that I was like, yeah, spot on. It was right on with, with what I love to share about, but um, like things like pesticides, right? Processed food. Tell me about those things and how they deplete glutathione. So um, every single day we eat uh, and that is the only unknown product that's going inside our body every single day. Um, when we eat, we are consuming not just the uh, uh, edible items, but also the chemicals that were stored in, uh, the chemicals it was processed in, uh, something that was stuck to the vegetables we get in, uh, some of the meats that uh, the animal was consuming before they were slaughtered for us to prepare for us. So all these things, all these chem known chemicals are coming to a body. Uh, there was a study done in, in California uh, when they, 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 they did thousands of cadavers uh, just to see how toxic they were. And 100% of all cadavers, body, tissues, the samples, tissues they took were laced with organic chemicals, phosphates, uh, 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 pet, uh, petroleum products. So they, they were all had, 100% of them were, they were not toxic, but they had impurities in the body. They were not supposed to be there. Now, I'm not saying that we, that we should move to some remote island so that we don't have to get exposed to any of these things uh, because then it's not living your life. You're just getting away from where you're supposed to be. But at the same time, I'm looking at if we can avoid getting all this chemical inside our body, can we help our body detoxify? And so how does glutathione really helps do that part? So glutathione is a three-part amino acid chain. Uh, and if you have never smelled glutathione, you'll smell like sulfur. It's a cysteine molecule. That sulfur molecule gives up that sulfur in, an, in, in place of an oxygen and it basically gets neutralized. So that is, a, that is an easy one because it gives up sulfur, gets oxygen and neutralize it. And that, that's, that's the end of it. But that it can also take up another molecule. It can revive itself. Now, when it comes to organic chemicals, it has two other amino acids. And those amino acids will bind 
to this organic chemicals that you're consuming from your fruits and vegetables and your meat sources. And that can that that product can make it water soluble. And you basically you either you pee it out or or you close in the intestines and you poop it out. Either way, the glutathione aids in a constant uh, removal of all this toxic chemicals out of your liver. So naturally, your liver has the highest concentration of glutathione in your body, and which is which is already shown in the literature that it does have that part. So the idea is always being that, hey, if liver has the highest concentration because it, it's doing the most amount of work, what kind of work is it doing? People take, well, Americans in general take a lot of prescription meds, a lot of prescription meds. We are the highest consumer of prescription medications in the world. We are not the healthiest in the world, uh, but we consume a lot of meds. And so now all of a sudden, what is a, what is a medication doing? Every medication tells you, oh, you, you can only take this one every seven days, one every 30 days, one a day only. Maybe, maybe this way you can take two a day. Why is that? Because it tells you how long it's going to stay in your body to be effective. So if you take a pill one every 30 days, that means that one pill is going to be in your body for 30 days actively. And after 30 days, it's going to drop by 10% because then it becomes inactive. It's still in your body for another God knows how many years. Uh, and so the body has to somehow figure out, how do I get rid of it? Right? It's a chemical process. It's a chemical process. Glutathione is just one of those chemicals that it helps to get rid of it. Just one of them. There, there are plenty of other things out there in, in our body as well. But glutathione has been the cornerstone of helping two-way processes to get rid of it. So... Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure how, how much I can stress this enough, but having an optimum glutathione level is a key and the body produces it. So help a body get it. You know, in my book, I have given up so many recipes, so many food items that you can take on a daily basis to keep the levels up all the time. And that is important, right? You need to have good source of fruits and vegetables. I'm very blessed to be living in California where we have access to all kinds of organic fruits and vegetables. And so we are very lucky to have that. But yet, there are people, in, even in California, they don't eat fruits and vegetables all the time. So there you go. You can lead the horse, but you, you can't make them drink. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, it's, you brought up an interesting point about the liver. We are asking our liver to do a whole lot for us all the time with all of these environmental toxins and then, you know, medications that add, you know, they have a place, they have a role, you know, I'm speaking to a pharmacist, you know, this, um, but they do add up and our body has to do something with them, you know, and, and it's, it is asking a lot for our liver to process that. And it's asking a lot for glutathione if our stores, are dwindling. And I think it's, it's, you also bring up a good point with the food that why wouldn't we, you know, add on some glutathione producing fruits, vegetables, all of the things in order to counter that a little bit, you know, and, and start just kind of giving our body a break. So what would you say, what foods, um, will increase glutathione naturally? What are your favorites for that? So uh, my favorite, of course, there are the few of them. One thing I do, I eat almost on a daily basis is avocados. Hmm. Uh, essential fatty acids, great for, uh, uh, great for producing, uh, giving the, the raw materials to produce glutathione. Uh, whey proteins, whey isolates. Uh, glutathione is three amino acids, glutamine, glycine, and cysteine. 
cysteine is something that is not abundantly available in lots of uh, uh, foods. So having cysteine in your body is critical. Uh, that seems to be the, the, the least amount available to a body. So anything that is cysteine-rich foods, asparagus, um, whey pro uh, milk, but I don't like milk, so I, whey isolates are, are great for those kinds of things. Uh, so th that's what that's what I do. There's a lot of meat sources that that has uh, my book has a whole list of all the fruits and vegetables that you should be having. If you just Google them in, in your favorite search engines, uh, you'll find out all the products that have good levels of glutathione. My favorite one, the second one that I have is Brazil nuts. Uh, and Brazil nuts, you can only eat four a day because Brazil nuts also has selenium. And if you, if you eat a lot of Brazil nuts every single day, the selenium can be toxic to you. And so I, I always recommend to everybody eat four Brazil nuts per day because what you get out of it is two things. You get the glutathione peroxidase enzymes and selenium that helps the enzymes produce a glutathione for you. It's like a best of both worlds. So to me, that's my, that's my go-to product. And if um, I don't have my things with me, but I, I can share with you what I, what I eat on a daily basis. And it has always have these two components in there. Not, not a whole lot, just, just enough, right? You just have to have enough of everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And variety, variety is so important. We, we miss out on that. I think in our modern diet, we miss out on the colorful fruits and vegetables and, and all those things. I love, I love hearing that. Um, okay. So I also read something interesting. You were talking, there's a little, just a little tidbit in the book talking about glutathione and hangovers. And I will say, I know, I, and I know this is kind of going off, but I will say, I know for myself and many women, my age, I'm at 40, I'll admit it. Um, what happens is we, lose the ability to respond well to things like wine. And I wondered, especially reading that, if it has to do with the glutathione decreasing and not being able to, you know, produce enough to counter the effects of maybe the sulfites in the wine, I, you know, or whatever it is. Um, I, I know that that's something that's been popping up for me, for many people I know at my, in my age group. And I mean, you're, you're in California. Wine is a thing. Wine is a thing in Texas. And so it's, it's socially crazy to not drink a glass of wine, but if your body doesn't respond well, so should we just start taking more glutathione? Will we respond better? <laughs> so alcohol is, um, when you, when you look at the pharmacist and you ask any pharmacist or any chemist, what is alcohol? Alcohol is a solvent. Now it sounds kind of bad when it is, but, but it is, it is the only solvent that we drink knowingly that is bad for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because, because this is the only solvent that, that your body will metabolize into acetaldehyde, which is a, which is a neurotoxin, but it gives you the mm -hmm. buzz. It gives you just that little disconnection from reality. But the chemical reaction is that alcohol breaks out into acetaldehyde. Acetaldehyde is, is, uh, is very potent and it can reach your, reach your brain extremely fast. And so the key is what get rid of acetaldehyde? How can we get rid of this, this, this chemical out of your brain? 
And so glutathione helps with the chemical processing of the alcohol. And, and so it helps reduces the toxic load of all the metabolites of alcohol. It's not the sulfites, you know, you can drink sulfite-free wine uh, because my wife likes wine and she, if she drinks wine with sulfites, she usually gets a headache. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And so if we, if we buy sulfite-free wine, she is able to handle it better. So she likes French or Italian or something like that. It's a little, <laughs> a little different. Uh, but it's not the sulfites that's causing the hangover or what I say is the, the buzz, but it's the alcohol itself. Now, Glutathione is not going to be, I don't care how much glutathione you take, uh, it's not going to be able to basically knock out every single alcohol molecule that you consume because the reaction is so fast. Because solvent, keep, keep in mind, solvent dissolves everything, right? If you want to, if you don't dissolve anything in the world, the first thing people use is what? Alcohol. And alcohol will dissolve almost every single thing. And if that doesn't do that, then the next step is you even go stronger like ethers and then it gets really, really toxic. Um, and so alcohol is the, the solvent to dissolve every single thing. And so when you, when you drink it, it is already going through your whole body really, really fast. So it is not something that we want to experiment. So the glutathione can help that part. And, and so if you have enough glutathione in your body, it is not going to, it, is, it may not reduce the buzzing, so you, you're still impaired, you cannot drive for sure. But the good thing is that it can really help you get rid of all the alcohol metabolites, and eventually it'll be low enough that you do not have to have a headaches, usually in the mornings, you know. Um, and so it, it helps, chemically, it helps eliminate all the alcohols out of your body. And the more you drink, the more glutathione you would need, of course, because it's a, it's, a, it's a process, it's a one-way process. The blue that is not recycled when it, when it combines the solvent and detoxifies you. So you end up taking a lot of glutathione just to uh, detoxify two, three glasses of wine that you just consumed today. Yeah, and you know, and then there, you have a lot of people that take Tylenol or acetaminophen, oh. right, to help. But what does that do? That depletes exactly. the glutathione. And In fact, the FDA's, the FDA's approved NAC uh, as as a as a medication to to reduce tylenol toxicity, NAC is what cysteine. Yep. cysteine. It gives the body cysteine to produce glutathione to reduce tylenol. Here you can just take the glutathione straight up and reduce the tylenol toxicity immediately. Um, and so it, it is. People yeah. are much more aware of tylenols now than before, and so they are aware of that that's happening. Plus, you can't take tylenol if you have a headache. And if you consume alcohol, if you get a headache, you can't take Tylenol because now you get a double win. Right. It's going to make it worse. Yeah. It's going to make it worse for your liver. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. And yeah, and I, and I want to touch on that because I think a lot of people think of wine, drinking wine as a health, you know, like we hear about the resveratrol, mm-hmm. you know, all of these healthy aspects of wine, but you have to remember what you just said. It's a solvent and it's, it's really about <laughs> um, minimizing the, the risk and, and being being self-aware and knowing your, your body and what it can tolerate. So, um, that's a great breakdown. So much good information. I do want to ask about your company because, um, we haven't even gotten to that yet because you do have, you have glutathione available and you have um, a glutathione spray that's topical. So I'd love for you to share about that. 
that's a technology piece that we had invented in the pharmacy uh, while working with so many different molecules. Uh, we were making, you know, if you heard about liposome glutathione, mm-hmm. glutathione capsules, glutathione injections, uh, you name it, we have made it, every single thing. Uh, we had made suppositories, lozenges, sublingual tablets, and nasal sprays, and eye drops. And I've made every single thing with glutathione in the <laughs> world that, they, that I can dream of it. But nothing works because glutathione is a large molecule, and it cannot get inside your body uh, where it needs to be. So our quest has always been, can we create a better molecule than that? So about 11, 12 years ago, 2009, uh, I was in my lab researching on vitamin C. We, I was not too happy with the results I got because it was just, just going to be too expensive to give vitamin C out. And so we switched the gear to make glutathione. And uh, long story short, we, we made the glutathione. And then we, later on, we found out that this glutathione molecule, the particle size was small enough to get through your skin. And so we developed a topical application of glutathione. If you take anything glutathione by mouth, the body sees it, uh, it, it as a protein and it'll break it down into different amino acids. So it's useless to take anything by mouth. Everything by yeah. mouth is useless. I don't care how you mask it, it is still going to be processed. Uh, so our goal was always to try to figure out, hey, can we go topical? Can we go other routes of application? So the topical route is a pattern technology that we developed at Oral Wellness. Uh, and that technology is basically to, to stabilize the glutathione outside the body so it doesn't get oxidized when it, when it, when it gets into the environment. Uh, and stable enough to get inside your body. The particle size was reduced to get inside your body. And that's where it does all the magic. So it is a topical spray. It does have a smell, the the sulfur odor to it. Uh, The base that we use to do all this magic is a little bit sticky. And so you have to rub it in on your body for about a couple Mm -hmm. of minutes so that the stickiness goes away. And um, it's been 12 years since I released, uh, since I made this product, and oh, in the last twelve years, I have probably made about fifty different uh, variations of this product. But the formula I created twelve years ago, and the formula that is today, is identical, hasn't changed a bit. And so that just tells me that when nature comes together and makes something perfect, you can try to to make it cosmetically appealing, uh, but you can never be able to do that correctly. And so after nine years of research of, on the molecule that I made, I wrote the book, released the product after I wrote the book. So that way I had to make sure that the product is real before I even released the product to the mm-hmm. general public. So that's what we did. So I was not in a hurry to release the product until I know for sure that it was, it was effective. That's great. Now, just, I don't want to scare anybody away by talking about the smell of it. It, Once you have it on for a short time, you can wash it off and you still get the same effects, correct? Yes. I mean, the smell dissipates in about a couple of minutes. It's there, but it dissipates pretty fast because it it goes inside your skin really fast, right? Okay. So it dissipates really fast. Um, But at the same time, uh, what we found out that if about 45 minutes, everything that you're going to absorb has already been absorbed. So you can wash off that area, take a, a wet cloth and just wipe down the area. So everything is water soluble. So just wipe it down with just, just water and you're done. You don't even have to use soap. I had somebody who used up in the hair for alopecia, which 
I know for a fact that it probably doesn't work on me. Um, <laughs> if they haven't seen my pictures, I'm completely bald. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, they apply on the hair and then they just wash off the hair you know, just with water, not even shampoo. So it's 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 pretty easy to take it off if if it bothers somebody. But yeah, the smell goes in a couple of minutes. Okay, that's good to know because I think somebody would be like, oh, it smells bad. I don't want something that smells bad. And it is fascinating that, I mean, even within 40, 45 minutes, your body has absorbed it. And I think that that is very telling, you know, considering the amount of products, skincare, all of that that we put into our skin that might be um, contributing to this toxic load. Right. And so, um, all the things that we're putting on our skin are absorbed and I've heard it said our skin is a giant mouth. And so, um, definitely put that glutathione on there because we need it. We need to be detoxifying. Um, especially as you mentioned, because as we age, what was it? Are the percentages at 20 and then I think 40, it starts decreasing. But about the age of 20, it starts decreasing by 30. It goes into a little bit of the hyper gear mode. Uh, and so we always recommend that if you're about the age of 30, uh, we recommend at least um, consider uh, uh, replacing glutathione levels. Check with your physician. You, they can measure your blood as well to see if the levels are good or not. And you can increase that right away. Uh, but if not, then yeah, you can take the supplement to increase your levels immediately. And in 30 days is all it takes because compared to what you do in intravenous IV therapies or oral capsules, uh, this will get you results in 30 days. The other thing that we never mentioned uh, is uh, uh, oxidative stress in your brain because that is so hard because Huge. mental disorder is such a big thing, not just in the United States, but the whole world. At least the United States is talking about it, but the rest of the world is kind of hiding behind the, the cloud to say, we don't want to talk about it because we don't have any solutions for it. Uh, but oxygen stress in your brain is, is a real thing. And we know the end, end stage when people get Alzheimer's or dementia is the worst mm -hmm. case scenario. But there's a way we can help reduce oxygen stress in our brain by making sure that we don't use a blue tires for alcohol and for other things. And save it for what we need the most is to keep a body clean at all times of all, all this oxida oxidation that's happening. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, yeah, we talk about mental health a lot on this show, um, whether it's depression, anxiety. I mean, because we are facing an epidemic of huge proportions of, of mental health issues. And would you, you know, with that, um, thinking about kids and glutathione, would are your products safe to use for kids or is that, you know, like an ask a pediatrician type of thing? I know many pediatricians um, aren't familiar with it. So, um, yes, they don't use this there? product. So all the chemicals in this product, there are only three or four products or uh, chemicals inside the, inside the spray that the, the topical gluten, they all have grass status by FDA when you, when you consume orally. Okay. Of course. So they all have grass status, which is says generally regarded as safe. Mm -hmm. But that's when you consume orally. When you take it topically, it, those that doesn't apply. So FDA doesn't recommend using topically if it's uh, and 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 claim it that it's safe. But all the chemicals are are safe. They've been safe in kids. They've been safe in pregnancy. They've been safe in every single thing. Of course, when you when you're talking about kids, you want to use it at a much lower a much lower dose than what you use it for adults. Probably like half the dose for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, in my book, I have a story about a girl that was had autism and, and her mom used the product and uh, in seven years, she has never slept. And first time in two weeks after using the product, the mom had the 
uh, tears down her cheek and she came and said, I can't believe for the first time I slept through the night uh, oh, in seven years. Wow. And that just shows the power of how something as simple as uh, sleep is disturbed when you're not able to uh, get rid of the toxins from your body. So, yeah, yeah, that's, I'm glad you mentioned the, yeah, the autism connection, I think anxiety, you know, we're, we're seeing a yeah. lot of that um, affect our kids in asthma, you know, we have a lot of kids with asthma. And so um, if this is something that could be helpful and, and adults, you know, all of yes. us clearly benefit from this as well. So um, that is, that is so, so important to understand that detoxification is key and our body can do it. We just need the supportive tools to make it happen. And we might need support through something like your products at Aura Wellness. Is that, did I pronounce that right? It's spelled Aura A-U-R-O. Wellness. I want to make sure um, everybody gets that. Now, do you have a website that you can refer people to? It's, it's AuraWellness.com, A-U-R-O Wellness.com. Um, they can read up, they can get more information. They can get the book from there. They can get the book at the favorite, any favorite bookstores that all have them. They get an ebook. They can go through Audible. I mean, the publisher has done a really fantastic job of making sure the books are available in every format they can read on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, I, I strongly suggest people that if you really are looking for the journey to read the book first, because it really opens your mind as to what it can do and then mm-hmm. see the magic happen. Yeah. And what I like about the book is that even though clearly you are extremely scientific and science minded and you're a researcher and you put together all of these, you know, experiments with the glutathione and all of that, this book doesn't read like a textbook. This book reads in a way that anybody, no matter your background, can read and glean information from. And I think that that is important. It's not an intimidating read. It's just broken down very well. Like, hey, here's some fruits, here's some vegetables here, you know, and then the why. And um, so I, I appreciate that a lot because I think that that's, people are looking for solutions, but they're afraid that it's going to be too hard or it's going to be too um, sciencey, you know, for them to yes. understand. So I think that that's a lot great. Of, a lot of stories in the book because mm-hmm. people relate to stories. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's, that's the best part. And the best part in the whole book is an endorsement from my professor who's currently the dean of the university. And for him to say, this is the best book he has read. I said, thank you, you know, now the student has become a professor now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is, that's great. Yeah, well, let let me ask you my question that I love to ask at the end of every episode. And you know, the name of this show is Sparking Wholeness. Mm -hmm. So if you could give one piece of advice to spark someone toward wholeness, what would it be? So this is, so I can only tell people what I do. I can't tell them what you should do. I can only tell you what I do. And what I do is I try my level best to do exactly what I say. That is, do I eat healthy all the time? I would say most of the time I eat healthy. Uh, do I consume alcohol? Yes, I do. But uh, knowingly, I know how much I should be drinking based on how much glutathione I have in my body. I don't take anything more than that. Um, To spark wholeness, I truly believe that you have to be engaged with your body. You have to engage with your mind. Meditation, uh, just sitting down and just focusing on nothing uh, and 
give the mind at least 10, 15 minutes twice a day clear of all clutter. It's like, um, I always, I, when, I, when I meditate, I always look at it and said, hey, is my refrigerator empty? If the refrigerator is empty, I can restock with whatever I want to. Hmm. And I don't have to put the moldy cheese back in there if I don't want to, right? You choose what goes inside after the meditation is over. And so I, I, just, I, I try to do it twice a day. Um, um, I know I, I, try to, I do it once a day almost every day. But uh, lately, for, since this year, January 1st, I've been doing it twice a day again because I want to empty my refrigerator twice a day and then mm-hmm. restock again with some clean thoughts and clean, clean uh, uh, information again. And so I think that is absolutely necessary to spark wholeness in my life personally. And, and I preach, I, I, I do what I preach pretty mm-hmm. much. I'm so glad that you mentioned meditation. I think that I, you know, we talk about nutrition, we talk about supplements. I know in your book, you do mention the importance of exercise even too, that we didn't talk about, but um, it is exercise, moving your body, but also taking time for stillness and to wipe out the clutter because there's a lot of noise and clutter in the world today, especially, I mean, we've seen that in the last two years, more so than ever before, everybody is divided and all the extreme opinions in our brains are under attack constantly. And so I appreciate you mentioning that because I'm a big fan of that as well. Um, because I know how it, like you said, I, I know it works for me. Yes. <laughs> so we have these shows so um, that listeners can be inspired to find maybe just one thing, maybe find one thing from this episode that you can utilize. And maybe that's spraying some glutathione on your skin, you know, or, or eating more berries. I think strawberries were the highest in fruits that sticks out of my mind, you know, um, but I, I just appreciate everything that you share and, um, you're just fun to talk to. So I appreciate this interview and thanks for taking the time. No, thanks for having me on your show. Really appreciate your time today. The tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to sparking wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.